Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Dr. E.J. McKenzie on Blog Talk Radio. Good being with you once again this Friday. You pray that the rest of your day will be blessed as we get ready to start our broadcast today. This is your host, Dr. E.J. McKenzie, with the kingdom, excuse me, the master key. <laughs> I'm getting ready to start my announcements here. The, the master key. Some quick announcements today. I'm going to uh, share a uh, a message I did from a conference um uh, uh, a couple of years ago, I think will be uh, is relevant for today. I believe that today, <clears throat> excuse me, today is um, a day and a time that God is trying to divinely align all of us that you and I can experience the blast off that God has ordained for us to experience. And so, but many times there's little enemies, little foxes that comes to spoil our vine or to distract us or get us off get us off course. Uh, a couple of announcements, real quick. Uh, we will be having uh, <clears throat> Bishop Bill Hammond. Uh, world-renowned uh, apostolic prophetic uh, man of God, literally, when I say world-renowned, uh, they have ministries literally in every nation of the world. And uh, we will have him here on Sunday morning and Sunday evening. We was going to have him on Sunday evening, uh, but he's, uh, we spoke on yesterday, um, so it was a misunderstanding. He just thought it was Sunday evening, but um, so, uh, I thought it was on Sunday evening, but he wanted to, uh, he was originally to be here Sunday morning. I'll change it Sunday evening so some of the other local pastors can be uh, be a part of the meeting. Uh, but he never changed his itinerary, so we'll be, we'll, we will have him Sunday morning at 10 a.m. at the Embassy Suites Hotel uh, Airport location and Sunday evening. Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and Sunday evening at 6 p.m. We were having um, uh, Bishop Bill Hammond. So I'm really excited about him being uh, here. I really believe that uh, there's going to be a grace and an anointing that's going to help break us through uh, to the next dimension that God has called us. I believe everyone that's present is going to experience something. Uh, this is a rare occasion. Matter of fact, it's the first time we ever had him uh, here, and so therefore he called us, and and so therefore I believe it was a di- uh, divine uh, orchestrated uh, appointment by the Most High God. So we're ex- in a spirit of expectancy what the Lord's going to do and what he's going to say to us, and uh uh, we just believe that this is our due season, our set time. Uh, uh, on Mondays and uh, Fridays, this is a time that you uh, will hear me unlocking and liberating the real you. Uh, so many of us don't know who we are, haven't discovered who we are, and God is doing that at this present time. Uh, the Bible says in Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, The God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not. Least the glorious light of the gospel shine unto us. His ultimate goal is to always challenge us and to uh, inject or project thoughts in our mind to try to blind us from discovering the real us. So that's on Mondays and uh, uh, Fridays. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, you'll be uh, getting uh, my wife, Prophet Catherine McKenzie, Kingdom Women Living for the King. And that's every Tuesday and Thursday at 1 p.m. And on Wednesday, you'll get both of us. The order of kingdom relationships. God is a God of relationships, and so therefore, the enemy has been attacking our marriages, our children, uh, 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 biblical relationships, uh, um, business relationships, uh, 
the key to all success is relationships in a kingdom orderly manner. So Saturdays, not this Saturday, but next Saturday we'll be uh, establishing our prophetic and intercessory teams uh, uh, to be with you, to be able to be a blessing to you from 12 noon to 4, excuse me, not 4, <laughs> 12 noon to 2. And so we're really excited about that. This week, uh, yesterday, today, and tomorrow, we're in the midst of a prophetic training. So I'm just doing some brief announcements here. And so to get uh, to let you know where we're located. So we're having an excellent time in the prophetic training. Uh, people that have never been before, one person that's been before, and uh, uh, they are doing excellent in this training. So we're excited about it. Our goal is to raise up prophetic voices here in South Florida or around the world and to be a part of those teams that we're going to be developing on Saturday. And so uh, we're really excited about that. So we're getting ready to uh, uh, take you into this message that we did a while back. Listen to this and and let the Lord minister to you. He's challenging us, uh, even in our relationship. Listen to this, if you will. The word of the Lord has decreed and declared and this is going to be my pace tonight because I, I'm, I'm used sometimes a little hype. But it's going to be the pace tonight because God wants to speak to our hearts. I'm going to take my time. The word of the Lord has decreed and declared that we have been delivered from the powers of darkness. We've been translated into the kingdom of God's dear son. That is the realm that God desires for you and I to live in to be able to influence this realm. Jesus called his 12 disciples in the book of Luke and gave them authority and power to go do what he did. To preach the gospel of the kingdom and to cast out demons and to lay hands on the sick. Luke 10, then he called the 70 disciples and gave them the same charge. They went forth and they began to execute the very heart and the mind of Christ. And they demonstrated the authority and the power. They had faith to believe when he gave them authority and they executed. And they was excited because the demons were subject to Christ's name. In the book of Luke, go there with me, if you will, the 17th chapter. Luke 17, starting at verse 3. Let's look at something here. In the word of the Lord, because um, the very thing that Jesus called and gave his disciple is what we seek. Everybody wants power and authority. But many times our motive is wrong for the power and the authority. We want to cast out demons, but what is our motive? We want to lay hands on the sick that they recover, what is our motive? Now, this is very interesting here in the word of the Lord uh, in Luke 17, verse 3. Notice what Jesus says here in the word of the Lord. He says, take heed to yourself 
If your brother sins against you, do what? Rebuke him. And if he repents, do what? Forgive him. And if he sins against you, how many times? Seven times in a day, and seven times in a day returns to you saying, I repent, you shall what? You shall forgive him. Notice the disciples' response, verse 5. And the apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. I didn't ask you for faith when you gave me authority to cast out demons. I didn't ask for any faith uh, for the, to lay hands on the sick that the sick will recover. I didn't ask you for no faith. I didn't ask you for no faith uh, to preach the gospel of the kingdom. But if my brother sinned against me seven times, in one day, God, I need faith. This is the thing that is hindering and blocking our ability to ascend into the realm of the Spirit and descend. Because we have faith for casting out devils. We have faith to preach the gospel of the kingdom. But we struggle in relationship with one another. And Satan understands who we really are. He knows that we are sons and daughters of the Most High God. He knows we are made in the image and the likeness of Christ. He understands that he, we've been given authority already. He understands we've been delivered from the powers of darkness. He knows the scriptures better than all of us. He can quote and read and preach it better than all of us put together. But how can I stop the church from exercising or Causing the very nature of Christ coming forth. The problem has been in the body, and this is why God is putting emphasis in challenging us tonight. The church has been manipulated and deceived because we run after charisma. Oh, foolish Galatians who have bewitched you that you obey not the truth. There is a bewitchment that is in the body of Christ, uh, and the bewitchment has always been this way. We have run after personalities and not God. We have run after the images of men and not God. And so therefore, 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 that's why you are easy to be witched because very few people know God. They don't run after God. They run after personalities. In the book of uh, Corinthians, uh, Paul um, was rebuking the church. He was talking to them, I cannot deal with you as spiritual men. And this was the most gifted church uh, that Paul established. The Corinthians, church, they was gifted, prophesying, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning of spirits, gifts of faith, gifts of healing, workers of miracles, tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecies. And this has been the bewitchment. Everybody is seeking for the manifestation and the demonstration of the gifts of the Spirit. And nobody is able to discern Christ. 
And this is why the church is in the mess that is in. We're hearing about the wars and the rumors of what was spoken on last night. You want to know why? Because the church is not in her rightful place. Because the leadership is not in her rightful place. Because there has been a compromising in the body of Christ because of the leadership, because we are ran after the God of mammon, we have more faith in the God of mammon than the God that created mammon. Very few, very few people really have faith in God. We are moved by our emotions. That's already been articulated. We move by what we see, feel, smell, and taste. So he says, if your brother sin against you, Seven times in one day. You have an obligation and a responsibility to forgive your rebuke him. But if it comes to, listen, forgive him, receive him. Lord, increase my faith. I'm struggling. I struggle. I, I hear what you're saying, but I, I don't know how to do that. Satan understands, please listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. Satan understands how to block and to stop the development of the formation of Christ on the inside of us. He understands if I know, he says, listen, I know I can't stop them, but I know I can slow them down if I can get them, watch this right here, to get the eyes off of God, and this is the demonic deception, to get the eyes of God and cause them to focus on What you have done to me. What you have said about me. How you have hurt me. He understand that the very thing that got him kicked out of heaven when he was Lucifer and became Satan was me. When sin was found in him, how can God create something perfect? Because God can only create after his kind. If God is perfect, if God is light, he only can create light. But he created this perfect being. How can a per perfect being become sin? The only way a thing can become sin that is perfected uh, is when it gets its eyes off of its creator. And when it gets its eyes on him, then there is no light that has been reflected. Are you hearing the Holy Spirit today? The greatest sin of um, the, uh, every human being is selfishness. Are you hearing me? So what Satan does, he gets me to focus on me. And then I can never minister to my wife. I can never be the liberator that he called me to be because I'm focused on what she did to me. And so now I can never be the liberator of the covering that I'm designed to be because I'm focused on what she's done to me. Said about me. Are you understanding the trick tonight? So when we begin to understand the, the manipulation of the enemy, and we've got to understand it, the manipulation, what God is trying to do, ladies and gentlemen, the most important thing, we have so much focus on the gifts, uh, and not character. And your gifts has been given to you. 
Your fasting and your prayer did not cause you to have gifts. Your gifts have been given to you by God himself. But fruit is something that is cultivated or developed. Fruit is not something that is given to you. Fruit is something that is developed by your obedience to God. When the Bible says forgive, now what God is trying to do, he's trying to get you and I to be made manifest in the earth realm, Christ. He's trying to produce Christ in the earth realm. Because how many of us have sinned against God seven times a day? He forgives us every time we ask him. You and I are made in the image and the likeness of him. So therefore, we want to be in the image and the likeness of power. <laughs> the image and the likeness of authority. But not in the image and the likeness of love. And Satan understands. That your victory over him is not gifts. But it's the character of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Notice this, if you will. They said, increase our faith. Then, verse 1. Then he said to his disciples. Then he said to the disciples. It is impossible. It is impossible. Now, Jesus said impossible. God is saying impossible. It is impossible that no offenses should come. It's impossible. They're coming. As long as you live here, offenses, they are coming. He said it is impossible. That means uh, everybody on the face of the earth has been challenged with an offense. He said it is impossible for it to come. Now, now, God has graced me to be a master challenger. I challenge you and test when they don't know that I'm challenging and test. I've been doing it all week. Because you and I got to know who's, who's who. And the problem, we don't know who's who. Because we're moved by charisma. We'll move by what people say the in the, the, without the inability to see beyond what is said and beyond what is done. And this is the problem with the church. We're easily manipulated and we're easily tricked. And the enemy is easy to infiltrate us because of lack of discernment. The Bible says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall what? They shall what? They shall see God. But when there is an offense, my heart is contaminated. I no longer can see God because I see EJ. And that's a revelation that I am contaminated. It's a revelation I cannot see God because if I see him, as I behold him, I have the power to be changed into the very same image from glory to glory. But the devil knows it. But let me contaminate you. Let me get you offended. Let me get your brother to sin against you. Not one time. See, see one time we okay. Maybe two times. But don't come to me the third time. Three times you're out. 
don't come up here and tell me this is God. This ain't God. You letting the devil use you. Is that what we say? And you don't understand that God is trying to make you just like him. God secretly anoints David to be king. David one day go take some lunch to his brothers who's at war with the Philistines. He gets there and he discover that there is an enemy of God taunting the armies of the Most High God. And David goes and inquires and says, uh, who is this uncircumcised Philistine taunting the armies of the Lord? What will be given to the man that will take him out? Listen, whoever take him out is going to marry the, daughter, the king's daughter. Amen. Taxes will be taken away from him and his family. And, and he didn't have to work for, for nothing the rest of the days of his life. He said, what? He goes to the king and then inquires, can I go? To make a long story, you know he went and he slew. Then there was a praise that went up. David. Have killed his ten thousands. Saul has killed his thousands. We have a tendency to exalt a man based on uh, his ability to flow in the realm of the spirit. And immediately after that, um, when he re- began to receive the praise, then Saul. Begin to pursue him. I want y'all to hear the Holy Ghost tonight. I need y'all to hear the Holy Ghost tonight. Because we have some people out of place. That has become spiritual vagabonds. Because you have ran from God. From the place that God has ordained for you to be. Because of the pressure that has been released against you. And you don't realize and understand that it's God that you're running from. That was God that caused the man of God, the king, Saul, to run and chase after David. It wasn't the devil, it was God. And God may have you in a place right now that you think that your man or woman of God is a tyrant. But you said God sent me here. You said God called me here. And now all of a sudden, this man got great revelation. This man is awesome. This man is dynamic. This woman is great. This woman is dynamic. But now all of a sudden, I don't get anything. I used to get some, I, I don't get anything. I mean, I used to get fresh revelation, but there's no revelation now. I, I, I used to be minister, but I, I get no ministry now. You, know, you, you don't understand. You just told on yourself. You offended Something has happened or was said or was done that caused an offense in you. And you are going to take this to the bank, ladies and gentlemen. Time is winding down. And God is challenging all of us in this place tonight. And we can sit here tonight with pride because God is going to give us a chance to get everything in divine alignment tonight. And you can take it to the bank. 
by the end of this year, those um, that is walking with a fit system and you letting pride block you and stop you from dividing and getting this thing right, judgment is going to fall by the year 2011. 2010 is divine order. And so therefore, God is trying to get you and I to get everything in order within us. Before 2011, because 2011 stands between 2012 and 2010. 2010 is divine order. 2012 is the government of God. Your government will be established by 2012. And if you walk in with offenses in your heart, you will walk in the government of offense. And the devil will begin to rule and reign. And it will be no return. I'm telling you what I know about the Holy Ghost, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you what I know about the Holy Ghost. And he's put a demand. Listen, listen. Hell has broken loose against me the last five years. Many of y'all know my testimony. Many of y'all know my story. What God has allowed to take place. People have ripped my wife and I off close to $200,000. Sons and daughters that, 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 that in relationship with us. That we blessed, that we gave. Uh, we had people uh, 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 coming out of the home when we moved into our new home and, and, and ripped us off $50,000. We had all of these things to happen. It wasn't the devil. What was God doing? He's testing my heart. Will I walk in an offense? Will I walk in an offense of what they've done to me? How can they do this to me? How can they wound me? How can they steal from me? Listen, it wasn't, listen, it wasn't a stranger. He don't develop us by with strangers. He develop us with those that is close to us. He allowed them to forsake us. He allowed them to abuse us. He allowed them to misuse us. He allowed them to lie on us. It's not about the people. It's about me. What is God trying to do? God understands. Listen, ladies and gentlemen. Ah, oh, you've been getting many prophecies. But God is trying to elevate you, come raise you to the place. If you handle this thing right, he will establish you. But he cannot establish you until he try you. We're going through a season of testing, a season of trial. He's allowing you to abuse us and miss you. But will I walk with an offense? The same man that's trying to kill David, God allowed him two times. Two times. God delivered Saul into his hand two times. And it was a test. It had nothing to do with Saul, but had everything to do with the testing of David's heart. Are you hearing the Holy Ghost? Uh -huh. Will you kill the anointed? For your life, David. How can this man be for me? He's the king. But he's a son of God. He's still the king. But he's wicked, Lord. But he's still the anointed of the Lord. And he used the anointed of the Lord to process us. And a lot of you all is spiritual vagabonds because you have misinterpreted what God has been trying to do for you. You have not trusted him. You will say God called me to be a son or a daughter. And when God began to process the son or the daughter, they abort the relationship. Which is a revelation that you really was a bastard anyway. 
Because legitimate sons and daughters, uh, the Bible says, uh, receive correction. And those that is not able to receive correction, you're illegitimate. And illegitimate sons become illegitimate fathers. Illegitimate daughters become illegitimate mothers. And the revelation of what you really are is how do you take correction. And what has happened with us, um, we have so much immaturity in the body. Because uh, now we have leaders um, that has been elevated, not by process, but been elevated by gifting. Doma, doma means gift. Charisma means gift. Doma means, um, we, we, we look at apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. We look at what it, the name of a thing. But we don't see the character of a thing. That's what Doma really means. It means uh, the character of an apostle of Christ. Or Christ's uh, character as an apostle. Christ's character as a prophet. Christ's character as a pastor. Christ's character as an evangelist. Christ's character as a teacher. But we become apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, not based on the, Christ, the nature of Christ. And we value the office. What do we do to the life of Christ? We try to be impressive of men and not of God. This is not in the message, but it's in the message now. Get on the message there of John 5, 44. Look at this right here, if you will. In the word of the Lord. He's challenging us, ladies and gentlemen. With so much immaturity in the body. How many of us in here? And we have a lot of preachers here this week, don't we? You think it's a coincidence? Not at all. Because God's been challenging us to the mics, to preachers. We've been going through hell. And there haven't been the devil. John 5, 44 says this right here. How can you believe who receive honor from one another? And do not seek the honor that comes from the only God. And that's our problem. We try to be impressors of men now, don't misunderstand me. Listen, listen, listen. You don't honor the man, but you do honor the man indirectly because of the office that the man or the woman stands in. So it's really not the man, but it's the office that the man stands in. When God delivered Saul into the hands of David, God is going to always have you an armor bearer right next to your side. Someone that loves you. To influence you to kill the very one that's trying to kill you. And this person is going to be spiritually inclined. Men of God, the Lord has delivered your enemy to your hand. Now, now this is the Lord's anointed. One particular time when, when God delivered 
Saul into his hand, testing his heart to see what he killed for elevation. Will he kill for promotion? See, see, you can kill with your tongue to be promoted, to be raised up. But he had God delivered him, and the Bible said he prostrated himself and fell to the ground and called out to the man that's trying to kill him. Because he focused on the office. He knew that this was God's How many of you know the God's anointed? Your elevation, ladies and gentlemen, is in God's anointed. The imperfected God's anointed. Are you hearing me, ladies and gentlemen? He bowed down and prostrated himself. His elevation was legal. How many of us in here, leaders today, our elevation is legal? How many of us started our church out of peace? Or did we start our churches out of division or confusion? Because if your church was started out of the conflict that you, conflict that you was experiencing, the adversity that you was experiencing, you left because of the adversity. You left because of the conflict. And you started your own ministry out of conflict. That's all you're going to produce in your church is conflict. Because your church is really illegal. Because it was not birthed uh, out of the order of God. And God's order is always making the man before he gives the man. And you all don't understand what God is doing. A lot of you members, you are in places that God did not tell you. You're a vagabond. Because you're left out of offense. And we leave out of offenses because nobody will acknowledge us. I have to get the prophecy and they won't acknowledge They won't let me prophesy and I'm a prophet. I know I'm called to be a prophet of God. And they won't let me prophesy. And you're offended. Because you don't believe in the sovereignty of God. You don't believe that God knows how to speak to the leader and say, this is my man, this is my woman. You don't know how to wait on God. You don't believe that God is sovereign. You don't believe that the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. So you try to make something happen. And not realizing and understanding, but God is causing the man to have a blind eye to your gifts because he's exposing something in you. And so we can offend it. Because they don't recognize me. I lead praise, and I never get a thank you. I lead worship, and I never get a thank you. I work hard. I, I, I work with equipment, and I never get a thank you. I do the administration of church, and I never get a thank you. How can I do all of this, and they never acknowledge me? They don't appreciate me, but God is exposing you. He's exposing your offense. He's exposing your motive. Because you're really not doing it as to the Lord. But you're doing it to get a praise. And if you get the praise, then you forfeit your elevation. And we get offended. 
I never seen, and, and, and please listen to my heart tonight, ladies and gentlemen, this, this is what God gave me. And I know this is different from what y'all used to in, in a conference like this right here. Usually we, we, we teach great dip mysteries and revelation, whatever the case may be. It means nothing if there's no pra- practical application to it. If I don't know how to apply this, if I don't know how to live, if I don't know how to apply the revelation to my life, if, it, if I don't know how to apply it as a husband, I don't know how to apply it as a father, it means nothing. If I don't know how to apply it as a businessman, if I don't know how to apply it in this realm, it means that mysteries and revelation, it means nothing. And we are satisfied with a good word. And we elevate the word and never embrace the essence of the word. If you didn't see Jesus, and if I did not see Jesus on Wednesday night, if I didn't see Jesus on last night, if I didn't see Jesus through his preachers this morning, then this whole meeting has been in vain for me. And that's the problem. That's why your healing don't last. Your deliverance don't last. Because you don't seek Jesus, you seek the man. Jesus said, when you see me, you see the Father. They said, good master, good master, there's none good but one. That is the Father which is in heaven. He wasn't a glory stiller. He understood. It ain't me. I'm just an instrument, ladies and gentlemen. It is the Father that does the works through me. It ain't me. It's the Father. That is not real to the majority of us. So we come for the performance. We, we come to get, 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 get a show. But we don't come expecting to see Jesus. If you don't come expecting to see, you won't see him. Because there's no expectation. So God, help me to be real. Here's some characteristics of an offended person. An offended person is always angry. Outrage. Jealous. Uh, Jealousy, resentment. Strife. Always bitter, easily to get hurt, hatred, envy, and always suspicious. Offended person. Everybody's after them. Nobody understands them. An offended person. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Offended, always, always offended, offended, and so, 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 so everybody's after them. Nobody understands them, and when nobody agrees with them, then everybody's an enemy. An offended person. Are you hearing the Holy Ghost tonight? This is probably the number one thing that is blocking our ability to ascend and to live in the heavenly place where we have already taken us. He have taken us there. I was uh, 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 Apostle Gay uh, mentioned about ascending and descending. Morning. My wife would tell you, I got up this morning, I woke up this morning, and I heard the words ascending and descending. And I went to my computer, and uh, I began to 
look up the definition of ascending and descending. And God began to speak to me how he had already ascended us, caused us to ascend. He says, but he says, but, but these are the things that cause this one to descend from the place I called him to ascend. Satan understands that we cannot do any damage to him on this realm. He understands that. He knows that. So let me get you to descend from the place that God has caused you to ascend. So what is it? Ascended. So let me. Watch this right here. Watch this right here. If I'm in heavenly places. If somebody's offending you, they cannot offend you in heavenly places. There's no offenses there. There's no offenses there. No offenses. So if, if I'm in this realm where living where God has caused me to ascend, and if offenses come, listen, I can yield to it, then it causes me to descend to the level of the offender. Now I'm on the level of the offender. Now the offender is bound and I'm bound. Oh, you're hearing the Holy Ghost. But if I'm a living in the realm of the spirit where I have ascended, when the offense come, it will never move me. Because I'm here, it's there. I'm in an ascended realm, the offender is in a descended realm. I'm in heavenly places, they're in earthly places. Are you hearing me? But if I'm easily to be offended, it's a revelation that have already descended. And this is designed for, for me to examine myself. If I really want to go with Jesus, I'm not looking at my wife and, and I'm, I'm not focusing on the brother down the street or the sitting next to me. Yep, that's him, that's him. No, 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 no. God, you're talking to me. If I'm not able to recognize when God is talking, I share it with my congregation, I share it with my wife. When the Word of God comes forth, I sit in a posture. I put my... I put myself in a posture. I automatically, uh, I automatically get in a posture that I can hear what the Spirit is saying to EJ. My, my focus is on me. I, I, I want to hear what God is saying to me. Because I understand that when the Word of God is coming forth, God is talking. And listen to me. And your ability to hear has nothing to do with the preacher. Your ability to hear has everything to do with you. Are you hearing? I'm going to show you in a few minutes here. I'm going to show you in a few minutes here. Your ability to hear have everything to do with you. And have everything to do with the condition of your heart. We hear with our heart. We don't hear with these. You hear with your heart. Your, your hearing is connected to your heart. I, I, I hear. I'm not talking about this heart here. I'm talking about your, your spirit or your soul. It's connected. And so my ability to hear, also the degree I'm able to hear, is contingent upon me where I'm located. Not the preacher. Well, I'm located. Let's look at something in the Word of the Lord, if you will. Let's look at something in the Word of the Lord. I'm, I'm, I'm about to close this thing up in a few minutes. Go to Psalms 119. Get this in the King James Version, not the New King James. Psalms 119. And let's look at 165. Psalms 119, verse 165. Let's notice this, if you will, if you will. Psalms 119. And 165, let me read it, if you will. It says, Great peace have they which love thy law. 
of which love your word. He said, he said, great peace. Have they that love thy word? Would y'all have it in 165? Hmm? Listen, watch this right here. And nothing, and nothing, what? And nothing shall offend them. So therefore, if I'm easily offended, I'm lying to myself. I don't love the word. Oh, you're hearing the Holy Ghost up in here. I love preaching it. I love teaching it. I love prophesying it, but I don't love it. For me. Uh-huh. And that's a revelation that the word of God ain't in you. Because I'm easily offended. Great peace have they which love thy law. If I love the word of God, the, the peace of God governs me. You can lie on me, I'm saying your face, I got peace. You just scandalize my name, I got peace. <laughs> Are you hearing the Holy Ghost up in here? But they that loves the law, they that loves the word of God, nothing, nothing, not one thing shall offend them. Your wife can't offend you. Your husband can't offend you. And ladies and gentlemen, I've been offended. And as a revelation, it showed me me when I got offended by my wife. It showed me that I wasn't in the place I should have been because I got offended. Let's make it real up in here, ladies and gentlemen. Are you hearing the Holy Ghost? And how many got offended by our members before? Huh? Huh? How many got offended? I'm talking about this. See, God is trying to perfect love in me. Mm-hmm. The love of God needs to be perfected in me. So he allow a death soul to pursue me. He allow me to get offended. And offended people is blind. They only can see through the eyes of the offense. And when I'm offended, you are always wrong. And I'm always right. And what we don't understand about the great deception of offense is this right here. Our focus is on the offender. And our focus is never on us who've been offended. So, it's, it's, so we're manipulated. We're tricked. And we, we say, we're okay because I ain't do nothing. I haven't did anything, so I know I'm okay, but don't really understand the double whammy. They offended, they are the offender, and the offender, if you get offended by the offender, now you become offended and got the offender, and the devil has killed two birds with one stone. And he becomes the master. And what he does. Look at this right here, if you will. Go to, if you will, 2 Timothy chapter 2, 25 and 26. 2 Timothy chapter 2. This is to get this back in the New King James Version, if you will. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 25 and verse 26. God's going to grow us up. Notice what the word of the Lord says. In humility. Correcting those who are in opposition. When a person offends, and even when a person is offended, 
The person that offends is in opposition to the word of God. And the offended person now becomes in opposition to the one that offended them. That's what it says. In humility correcting those who are in opposition. If God perhaps will grant them what? Repentance. To cause them to shift. To cause them to change. And he's given us opportunity tonight. So that they may know the what? Truth. If I'm offended, then I don't know the truth. I've been manipulated. I've been deceived. I've been tricked. If I'm offended, I don't know the truth. That you may know the truth. Verse 26, if you will. Now watch this right here. And that they may come to their what? Senses. And what? Escape the snare of the devil. A senses is a snare. It is an entrapment. That they will escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. We got folks doing Satan and don't even know it. Right in the church. Don't even know that they are doing Satan's will. The offended person is an agent of Satan and don't even recognize it. You are an instrument, an agent of Satan right in the church. And we sing praise. In captivity. We preach in captivity. We prophesy in captivity. We lay hands on the sick in captivity. And it works, baby, because the gifts and the calling of God are without repentance. And the church don't understand this right here. The majority of people in the church don't understand. We call spirituality gifts. Spirituality is not gifts. Spirituality, baby, is character. How you love. Your faith, your peace, your joy. Your goodness, your kindness. Your gentleness. Your self-control. Your ability to suffer alone. With people. That's character. That new gift. And this is what the church is in the state that it's in because we have made uh, gifts spiritual. And people are manipulated and we're deceived because there's nobody that we will submit to to put a point of finger at us. And that's why all of us need somebody. How many of us preachers in here? God already know. How many of us preachers in here? In the book of Galatians chapter 2, Here's the man that walked with Jesus and had the revelation that he was the Christ, the Son of the living God. So everybody knew he was, he was one of the pillars of the church. Everybody knew this man walked with Jesus. He got the revelation that he was the Christ. There was a delegation, and he was fellowshipping with the, with the Galatian uh, 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 church, uh, which was Gentiles. He was fellowshipping with them, and they were having dinner. They was eating. They were fellowshipping. And he saw a delegation coming from Jerusalem. These are Jews now, and these are not Jews. These are Gentiles. When he saw them come, he separated himself from, and from the Gentile and came over here with the Jews. Paul, who did not walk with Jesus, Paul was not an original disciple. He saw the hypocrisy, and he stood up and he rebuked him publicly. Concerning the hypocrisy. How many of us? We yield to the rebuke or we stand up and say, don't you know who I am? I'm Peter. I walk with Jesus. I walked on the water. And who you think? I'm an apostle just like you're an apostle. Who, who, you, have, who, who you think you're talking to? You have the dust. Ladies and gentlemen, it, it have, it's, it's, it's Christ. We are the protectors of Christ. We are, we, are, we are the protectors of the church. We're the protectors of the kingdom. Not your reputation. Not your office. We confront each other based on Christ. 
And that's the purpose of Doma as well. We're, we're here to, to hold each other uh, 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 to the standards of Christ. And we're going to increase that because we're not even doing a good job with that. Because when you do that, it exposes who's who. Standards is designed to reveal and expose all of us. It's not about a man or a woman or a boy. It's about Jesus, ladies and gentlemen. It's Christ. If I'm out of character, I have a right to be rebuked. If I'm out of character. And the rebuke is designed not, not, not to make me look bad, not to make me look like... It's designed to, to confront what is, what is blocking Christ in me. Humility will say, man, I really appreciate that. You're absolutely right. Thank you for bringing it to my attention. God bless you. But we have superficial relationships. And that's why we're in the mess that we're in today. I'm talking leaders right now. But we, have super, we don't hang around nobody that will challenge us. We hang around everybody that will appease us. And that's why we're not growing. That's why we're weak. And, and see, we got this mentality. Well, if, you, if you ain't going to see, we bring the world right into the church. We bring new age teaching into the church. Because if you don't celebrate me, I ain't going to nobody going to celebrate me. Jesus did not celebrate. Are you hearing the Holy Ghost tonight? God knew who was going to be here. He knew who he wanted to be here. Go, if you will, to the word of the Lord in the book of, uh, let's go to, let me give you the consequences of, of, of offenses. I gave the characteristics. What is the consequence of offenses? Insults. You will always be insulted. You always experience attacks. Because what you don't realize and understand, the offended person is attracting this stuff to them. They, they, they don't understand it. And you really think it's the devil and you think it's everybody else, but you are attracting it to you. It's like a magnet. And you said, man, everybody's after me. Oh, why do why, why they don't like me? I just, don't, I just don't get this. What is going on? You don't understand. It's what's in you attracting it to you. And the more you get attacked and the stuff is attracted to you, I'm going to tell you what you're going to do. You're going to start separating yourself and isolating yourself. I'm going to show you that in the Word of God in a few minutes here. The characteristics of the consequence of offense is insults, attacks, woundings, division, separation, broken relationships, betrayal. And backsliding. How many of you that's been in a proper relationship, God called you to a relationship, you have betrayed the relationship because you have not understood it. And you think, thought it was an attack on you when all the time God was trying to process you. And you neglected and rejected and ran from the process. Are you hearing the Holy Ghost? I know it a mile away. I see it all over the place. I Listen, listen, this is my gift. I don't try to make anything happen, but this is my grace that God has given me. I can spot it a mile away. And because God can trust me with it. Because it's my responsibility when he trusts you with something, you have a responsibility obligation to pray for it, the person. Are, are, are you hearing me? Let's look at this right here, if you will. So you insults, 
it's, 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 it's one of the things. So watch this right here. When correction comes, you take it negatively. The offended person takes it negatively. They will never take it positive. The Bible says if you rebuke a wise man, he becomes what? Wiser. If you rebuke a scorner, he will hate you. Why? Because the offense. The offense. I'm going to tell you one of the, one of the main things uh, that I test the majority of people with me in, in the rest of with me, I always do it, it's money. I test people with money. Money is one of the, first, one of the main things that calls people to get offended. Money. It's a revelation that you are not free. There's manipulation that's in here right now. I know it. And because I don't prophesy and expose it, you think everything is okay. Because I'm going to show you in a few minutes here what you just did. You just illegally covered yourself. I'm going to show you tonight. Oh, this is the last night. I got you now. Hey, Amen. You want to prophesy tonight? Lay hand. God will give me what we need tonight. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. Go to the book of Genesis, chapter 3, if you will. Let's look up something here in the word of the Lord. I pray that we get it. Ladies and gentlemen, I want God. I, I want him. God hear my heart tonight. He hear me. I mean, believe God is present. And hear everything that's been articulated. God hear me. I'm not in relationship with nobody. With any kind of ulterior motive. Nobody. I can say it before God. I'm not in relationship with nobody for money. I'm not in relationship with nobody for what the case may be. I don't need it. Everybody I'm in relationship with, believe it or not, I'm in it for your personal gain. I'm in it for you. Everybody I'm in relationship with, I'm in it for you. Because God is real to me. My desire is to see you blessed. My desire is to see you enhanced, you elevated. I'm not jealous. As a sinner, I never was jealous. I thank God for that. I'm not jealous. When I hear what God is doing with different ones, man, man it, it thrills me. It really, it, it, it thrills me when I hear the different testimony of what God has done. But I said, man, that's awesome. That's great. I don't get off the phone and say, well, God, when are you going to do it for me? <laughs> Genesis chapter 3. Look at this, if you will. Are you getting something tonight? This is after that uh, Eve and Adam. He was to see Adam sin. Verse 7. Then the eyes of both of them were open, and they knew what? They what? Naked. And they knew that they were naked. And what happened? They sold what? Fig leaves together and did what? They did what? They made themselves coverings. When you cover you, it's illegal. 
God has never, ever caused you and I that ever sinned to cover ourselves. And when you cover yourself, it's a revelation, somewhere you have, you have been offended, you have sinned against God, you are ashamed, you embarrass, and you don't want nobody to know, so you cover you. What you don't understand, when you cover you, you destroy you. Because you're covering... To continue hearing this message, you can purchase it by contacting us at 305-698-0765. Or you can log on to the internet by going to our website at www.ejmpcc.com. Or you can reach us by email at info at ejmpcc.com.